this week's mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. We're discussing the worst action movie sequels of all time! Hello and welcome to another mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosendahl. I am Patrick Bromley. I am R2J-Row. That'll make sense next week. Whoa! R2J-Row? That's right. <laughs> no further explanation needed or given. Yeah. And this week, in anticipation of the next several weeks, we're going to be, uh, next week we're talking about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Your favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... It's the menace that you don't know where it is. Oh... Uh, the Spectre Scaring. Yeah. Uh, see That's the worst there? James Bond movie. Yeah. It's not the worst, but it's not great. Yeah. Well, I did like the part at the end where Casey Kasem solves the crime. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the voice of Shaggy. I just got that. Yep. No, yeah, you with me? That takes a I, wow. Uh, my mind had diverted into uh, Frank Welker territory instead yeah, of Casey of Kasem. Guys, I'm lighting long fuses these days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next week we are starting with Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace because we're going to be going through the entire Star Wars saga from beginning to seven in the lead up to Rogue One's release uh, this Christmas season. So this week we are going to be talking about the worst action movie sequels ever. You know action movies. I know movies. action movies. The movies. movies with action. Yeah, That's right. They with the punching and the kicking. Yeah. Oh, you know what's even better though? A good action movie sequel. That's right, but... For every good action movie sequel, like an a- angel gets its wings. <laughs> well, for every Die Hard with a Vengeance or Aliens, uh, there's something garbagey that we are going to be talking about today. So, John, tell me, what's your worst action movie a sequel? I am uh, a thousand percent, speaking of Die Hard, going to go for Die Hard 5, the garbage <laughs> fire of a movie. <laughs> Uh, if you want to see Bruce Willis nonchalantly not care his way through two hours of incomprehensible plot turns, <laughs> characters that mean absolutely nothing, and action sequences that are dated even for the year that it came out. Oh, man. If oh, you want, boy. If you want to wish you were watching Die Hard 2. <laughs> right. You know, that's the crazy thing. is like, so you get Die Hard, one of the most perfect action movies of all time. Awesome. Die Hard 2 comes out and it's just like... Oh, gross. It's, but it's then worse. Die Hard with yeah. a Vengeance comes out, and it's like, yeah, we're back! <laughs> and then Die Hard 4 comes out, and you're just kind of like, eh, I you guess. Know, Die Hard 4 is like seeing a friend from high school that you haven't seen for a while. You're just hanging out for one night, and you're never going to see them again. It's like, it's pleasant, but like... Also, at the end of the night, you're like, "Hey, great buddy," but like, I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> at the end of the night, it's we're like, done. At the end of the night, it's like, why did you invite Kevin Smith? <laughs> <laughs> he ate all the Cheetos and wouldn't stop talking about fucking Mallrat sequel ideas. Uh, nobody liked that the first time. Ugh. You know the problem? Not enough Jason Lee. <laughs> Absolutely true. Um, so yeah, Die Hard Five is like, ugh, it is a real. Goddamn slog. There is just no redeeming value in it. There's not a single moment I can point to in the entire running time of that movie. There is not a single interesting idea. Is five the one where he jumps off the jet plane? No, that's four. No, that's four. Five Five is the one one where he falls through a glass skyscraper in Moscow with a helicopter. Yeah, the whole movie takes place in Russia because his son is being on is put on trial for murder, but his son's like an 
he's like Interpol or FBI or an undercover cop or something in Russia for some reason. Like, none of it makes sense. And he's played by Jai Courtney, which means he's the most boring human being in the movie. Yeah. He's just a charisma vacuum. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, that's really bad. And again, there's there's not even a good... It's not even like, oh, they had some good ideas, but they failed to execute on them. <laughs> there's just no ideas. Yeah, even like the <laughs> shootouts, like the action scenes are boring. Yeah. They're just like static shots of guys throwing bullets at each other. Yeah. Ugh. It's just <laughs> terrible. Gross. <laughs> Patrick. Worst action movie sequel ever. There's so many choices God, here. I hope it's Die Hard 2. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to change the name of this podcast. Die, Die Hard Movies We Hate. <laughs> All the ones not directed by John McTernan. Yeah, that's. Oh, no. Shane Black directed the really great one. God damn you. Shane Black never directed anything, Yeah, dude. John. He directed the first one. <laughs> all agree that it's a perfect movie. Shane Black deserves a lot of credit. He had nothing to do with that film. I mean, he might have had something to do with it, he but he didn't direct it. He had nothing to do with it. He, he had sure? absolutely nothing to do with that movie. Prove oh. me wrong, guys. Prove me wrong. <laughs> you can't do it. Historical records from that time period were shady at best. And they're all completely powdered over in cocaine. <laughs> I can't read the names through all the cocaine. I'm assuming it says Shane Black. <laughs> I always do. It bears a passing resemblance to Monster Squad. It must be Shane Black. Patrick, your worst action movie sequel ever. As much as I want to talk about Speed 2, oh. I think where I'm going to go with this is Predators, because it doesn't make any fucking sense at all from top to bottom. Absolutely. A, the Predators usually attack at least someone in his element who's great at what he's doing, or an entire group of people in their element. In Predators, we just pick up random shitbirds and throw them in a foreign planet and see if they're great. And for some reason that I don't understand, two of the deadliest people that they could find on planet Earth were Topher Grace and Adrian Brody. And then the film climaxes by uh, killing the last two Predators in the exact same way. A yeah. little dash left, a little dash right, and off with their heads. Yeah. Worst fucking movie ever. It's it is so really boring. God damn, that's bad. And what's disappointed is this one, it wasn't directed by Robert Rodriguez, but it was like, it was produced yeah, by him. It he was executive yeah. produced. I'm pretty sure he wrote the script yeah. or co-wrote it. Something. And what is frustrating is, God damn it, I know he can do better oh, with Predator. Geez. Like, yeah. that is like, if he did it, like, if Machete Rodriguez showed up to set that day. Right. Yeah. Instead of, like, Shitty Spy Kids 3 Rodriguez. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I mean, like, the premise of, like, like, like the initial premise, like, the Predator's... Uh, take the greatest killers from this planet and bring them here. Okay, fine. Right there, I'm okay. But then, like, then they, we have to get into, like, what I didn't need from a Predator movie was, like, a, a, a journey and an explanation to the Predator case system. Yeah. Like, I didn't need to know that there was two different, like, like classes of Predator, yeah. and they don't like each other, and there's, like, this weird political, like, maneuvering between them. I don't need that. The less you know about the Predator, right. the less you know about the Predator, the more compelling it is. Yes. Right, because yes. here's the Predator is. He's a Predator! That's yeah. all it needs to <laughs> be. He's a is. guy hunting other guys 
in the dark, and he's invisible most of the time. And again, I love the freedom that movie gives you to imagine the first Predator as some shitty office worker who takes his one vacation a year to Earth. Right, exactly. And like the one time... trophy hunting. Yeah, like he douchebag trophy hunts, and the one time the deer shoots back and he can't fucking handle it. Yeah, (laughs) right. And then when that other metal man... Oh, shit! Blow me up! Blow me up! I can't face them on Monday! This is too embarrassing! My entire concept of masculinity was wrapped up in bringing back a big trophy to show to my pals at the lodge. They'll never let me hear the end of it. Let me just nuke myself now! I had a trunk full of skulls. Now I have nothing but shame. (laughs) Oh, man. And then Danny Glover kills that guy. He clearly never refilled the coffee pot. And they're like, oh, God, thank God he's dead. Give that guy a fucking pirate pistol. I hated Steve. Steve was the worst. His name is Craig. His name is Craig the Predator. Craig the Predator. Everyone knows this. Uh, and you can hear more about my feelings on that in my one-man show, My Brain is Broken, playing right now at the Public House Theater Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Uh, for the next two uh, for the next week, maybe. It depends when this comes out. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but November 10th and November 17th, 8 p.m. at the Public House Theater, $10. You can come see me uh, if you live in Chicago. Uh, my Brain's Broken is what it's called. Moving on. Thanks for the accompaniment, yeah, no problem. Yeah, great. Yeah, Your show needs a theme song, and I am here to provide, but I am doing this shit for free. Yeah. Ain't no one's going to stand by and, like, bitterly hum and beatbox yeah. John love, Williams music for free. I was about to say, the, the theme music you provided for me <laughs> is, yeah. the, is the Figrin Dan Cantina pants. Yeah. <laughs> it would not be possible had I not been there to produce it, sir. Oh, oh you produced that album? <laughs> yeah. He only accepts, accepts nickels and only when you flip them. <laughs> Mark, worst action movie sequels ever. I am going to be going with, uh, I'm actually going to cheat a little bit, and I'm going to pick two, which is the Matrix sequels. Oh, yeah. Reloaded and Revolutions. I'll say Reloaded has some interesting ideas that it completely forgets about in the very next scene. No, yeah. no it doesn't. Re- re- uh, the army of werewolf vampires that it never does anything oh, with. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you meant, okay, so you meant concepts. That's yeah, right. okay. literal concepts. Right. Yeah. Because, like, the, cause, like, ideas, the ideas that Bandy's about, about, like, what is free choice and what is humanity and all that, yeah, all that no, pseudo-philosophical, that turgid, post-collegiate oh, it bullshit. Is in- Insufferable. Yeah, insufferable. It's awful. They took a movie, like when The Matrix came out, like they took that movie and it was just a simple, like, action movie that had, like, one weird thing. Like, what if the world you lived in isn't a real world? You're plugged into a computer and it's a simulation. Great. He comes out. Awesome. Jesus allegory. Whatever. Very simple. Guns. Kung Fu. Bullet time. Great. Flies away. End of story. And then this movie's all of a sudden, it's just like. Hey, how can I work in all my bullshit philosophy garbage that I cooked up while I was smoking reefer all day? <laughs> taking quaaludes or both. It, it is like being stuck next to someone really obnoxious on a plane who's just like, hey, I just read Nietzsche. Let me tell you all about oh, it. Know, Let me right? give you my take on Crowley. Yeah. Let me tell you all about this Frank Herbert books I read. <laughs> and every ten minutes you get to turn in the other direction and Hugo Weaving sings you a lullaby. <laughs> And I will say, I do, uh, Matrix 3 is obviously the absolute worst movie. Oh, it's a giant. But it is one of the best unhinged Hugo Weaving's performances. (laughs) When he just stops and laughs uncontrollably for minutes at a time, it is delightful. And then when there's like 30 of him? Yeah. Uh. Right, and like, that's the thing. And the other thing I, I, I really disliked about the Matrix sequels was... 
they were like, I remember like when they were leading up to Reloaded, they were like, we've created a, a program that creates perfect digital copies of our actors. You won't be able to tell when it's Keanu and when it's the digital man. And they, and like leading up to it, they released a short film, which was like a sort of like animatrix type thing. They put it before the movie Dreamcatcher. Yeah. It was like a five minute short of like this Kung Fu fight that was all done with these CGI characters. And it was so very clearly yeah. cartoon characters. Yeah, it was awful. And then when you get to the movie and you see like the scene where there's like, you know, hundreds of Agent Smiths, fighting, you know, canon when you finally unleash the Neo effect, it's just, like, rubbery yeah. and weightless. Oh, my God. When just... he throws a Hugo Weaving into a pile of other Hugo Weaving and it makes a bowling pin sound? Yes. Yeah. What is happening? Hugo like, Weaving is made out of wood. <laughs> and what is absolutely infuriating is that the start of that scene is a badass John Woo reference of slow motion Hugo Weaving walking with doves in the foreground. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's like, oh shit, it's on. And then it suddenly devolves into like a PS2 cutscene. Yeah. 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 It's so, and like, it's like, what did you do? And like, there's a couple like okay things in those movies. Like, the fucking highway chase is really great. Um, some of the fight scenes where they're just kept to, like, real human beings are pretty cool, but then, like, like, all, like, the fucking weird, like, Matrix rave cave bullshit. Oh, God, the rave cave. Like, the weird orgy Don't you get it, man? Because they're alive. Well, like, the, like, the most awkward, disgusting, gross sex scene between Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss. And what is, what is infuriating is, uh, particularly the thing that sums up my entire view of the Matrix sequels is in, uh, Matrix 3, where they're, they get to the Merovingian, this character you think is super important. And they're like, shitty French asshole. He's a a shitty French asshole in the second one, which I kind of was like, that's an interesting idea for a villain, just a fucking douche nozzle right. who has like unchecked power in this weird world he's and an army like, of werewolves he's basically like a french a french patrick bateman right but in the third one they're like oh shit we need to get a fucking train program to get fucking keanu back i guess and mr french guy is the only guy that can do this so they like they gear up and they're like this is gonna be a big fucking fight we're gonna be on his home turf it's gonna be crazy uh, and then they go in and they say, hey, French guy, we need this thing. And he says, no, I am a French guy. I will not give you the thing. <laughs> then fucking Trinity just points a gun at his head. He's like, yeah, well, give me the thing. He's like, well, okay, you did not say that you brought the guns. I will give you the thing. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck was the build up for? And right. then he leaps out a window and chases a cat who definitely does not want to make out with him. <laughs> But then there's, like, they go, like, so they meet the girl, like, his Monica Bellucci plays, like, the Merovingian's wife or yeah. girlfriend or who knows what. It's the maid. Who knows what she is. And she's like, he has to kiss me and I'll let you go. And it's like, what is that going to prove? You're not real. You're not a thing. You're all in a simulation. Even if he kissed you and you t- thought you felt it, you're feeling nothing. It's all lines of code, dummy. You know this. <laughs> And then, like, the scene with, like, the architect, like, just the old man in the room full of screaming Keanu TVs. And here's the thing. That scene has a reputation for being very hard to follow. It's not. It's just nothing is being said. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's, here's the thing. It is hard to follow because you can't follow nothing. (laughs) By definition, nothing's there. You just stand there. 
while TV versions of Keanu go, fuck you! <laughs> like, give you the finger. It's so yeah. stupid. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, God. Any honorable mentions, shitty uh, action movie sequels? I guess, to talk um, about? definitely Speed 2. Speed 2, which. Cruise Control. I will never forgive them for not getting Tom Cruise to star in that movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would have been five out of five amazing uh, stars if it was Tom Cruise in Speed 2 Cruise Control. Yeah. Also, I feel like there are missions impossible that aren't that great. <laughs> Mission Impossible uh, 2, two, yeah. two is pretty bad. I will also say uh, Terminator Salvation and Terminator Genesis Both are pretty, pretty bad. Even Terminator 3 is pretty shitty. Terminator yeah. 3 is good if you look at it as a fucking parody of Terminator movies. <laughs> yeah, in that case, it's genius. It is, it is, all, it is, like, it is the Evil Dead 2 of Terminator. Right, yeah. yeah. It's got a great ending, and that's it. That movie should have started with the ending... And then just had, like, the fucking robot war. And why did they cut out the scene of Arnold Schwarzenegger being dubbed over? That, like, weird southern, I'm Colonel Candy, and I'm gonna give you a tour of all the web... And, like, not only is it a bad accent that does not match the physicality of Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> oh, but, like, his voice. The, actor, the actor himself is, like, his voice is constantly cracking and yeah. going, like, through puberty. It just... <laughs> and it is Colonel Candy, right? I believe so. Oh, yeah. Do you think he's related to Calvin Candy of he Candyland fame? Almost has to, has be. to be. They're has trying to, be. to marry the Terminator universe with the Tarantino timeline. <laughs> also, for oh our... no, Tarantino's trying to marry the Tarantino timeline with Terminator <laughs> Three. <laughs> Fucking when Jules walks the Earth, he just stumbles upon like, what if there was an internet? That could <laughs> <all> the <laughs> also, uh, dark. Uh, uh, Honorable mention to every Batman between the Mike, the first Michael Keaton and the one where Heath Ledger shows up. Like, all five of those suck. I mean, I'll go to bat for large segments of Batman Begins. I think yeah? the yeah. first half oh, of man, Batman Begins... I really didn't enjoy that movie at all. Sure. The fight I, I, cinematography I is Oh, un- it's bad. Oh, man. There's no reason it should be that bad. Here's the thing. When it is, like, the first half of it, when it's very non-linear and flashbacks and, like, telling the story of what who Bruce Wayne is is great. You're right. Like, once he actually dons the Batman costume, Bucking, there's a yeah. noticeable dip in quality for that movie. Yeah. Uh, and I hate his fucking, like, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. In this life or death situation where me doing nothing results in your death, <laughs> it totally doesn't count. No judge is going to convict me. Fucking bye. <laughs> I'll also stand up for portions of Batman Returns, uh, the second Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah, Danny DeVito. Uh, only oh, because anything with the Red Triangle gang is aces. <laughs> only it's so fucked that up. That movie is so so insane. Like, they doubled down on, like, Jack Nicholson just being, like, a little wacky and just, like, went so far down yeah. the fucking rabbit hole. That movie was written oh my God, by I just psilocybin and, <laughs> and mushrooms and shit. It's I, fucking weird. And I always forget Christopher Walken is the main bad guy in that movie. Right. Yeah. He's the guy who's, like, kind of the puppet master behind everything. That's Max Shrek. And pangling. I love the scene where he pushes uh, Selena Kyle out the window of just... Ooh, you thought I was gonna push you out the way. Push. Yeah. yeah. Like, he toys with her in such a fun way. Right. And I don't know, I don't remember who plays Max Shrek's dumb son. The guy who they found oh. that looked like young Christopher Walken. Yes. It, it looks, it's not Donald Trump Jr., but it looks exactly oh, like Donald Trump Jr. That guy is genius. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, and yeah, and man. I love how the penguin seems to go through five unconnected master plans. Yeah. <laughs> like, he runs for mayor, he tries to get the circus to kill all of Gotham City, he steals the firstborn and brings them to the sewer, he puts rocket launchers on the backs of his penguins, which, like, hey. Are giant, like, mutant emperor penguins. Yeah. They're all, like, six feet tall. <laughs> and I love when the penguins drag his body into the water as if truly he was too beautiful for this world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we have to stop talking about Batman Returns because we have to watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's that's so fair. good. I think that'll be our Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Uh, I will say one other uh, um, honorable mention, terrible action movie sequel um, is Die Hard 2. We need to go back to this. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. I, and here's the thing because Die Hard's so great. And Die Hard 2 is a continuation of Die Hard where it's like he saves the day and everything. And he's literally like in the airport and going like, home. Yeah. And more terrorists show up. His wife is on a different plane. Her plane's in a holding pattern. There's snow. At a point, he fights a guy on the wing of a moving airplane <laughs> without being just sucked into the jet stream. So here's what happened. Here's why that movie is the way it is. Jan Debon? Is it Jan Debon? I bet it's Jan Debon. They hired hired a writer to write a sequel to Die Hard. He watched Die Hard and was like, I cannot follow this. He had a crisis of his ability, a crisis of conscience. He could produce nothing. The producers called him and they're like, we are shooting tomorrow. We need a script. He's like, uh, 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 wait a minute. What's that fucking Twilight Zone episode? <laughs> the, the one with the, the gremlin on the wing. Yeah. What if the gremlin was, I don't know, Bruce Willis? <laughs> and then he just worked backwards from that. Yeah. Nice, actually. I like that explanation. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, man. Good well, episode of Twilight Zone, too. No, I get that. I know, right? <laughs> You're going to steal. You're going to steal from the best and also something that's not in the genre you have been hired to produce. <laughs> that's a Shatner Twilight Zone, too. It is, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the, sh- the, the, the Shatner, Shatner oh, yeah, Twilight yeah, yeah, Zone. Yeah. Though, to be honest, I like the movie version with John Lithgow. It's pretty good. It's really yeah. good. John Lithgow is fantastic. Yeah, he's great. Um, all right. Uh, guys, 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 before we close this, and I, we don't need to talk about it because I know none of us watched it, but I just want to say there's more than one Iron Eagle. <laughs> I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Lou Gossett Jr. I guess I'm still John Rooney after all this. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Good time. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere that fine podcasts are purveyed. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at bodycountsandbeer at gmail.com.